Hello there. Hello there. And welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. My name is Bob D, and with me for this show is Tom Brown. Hello. And in this one, we're going to be taking a quick look at what we're looking forward to in Waves 5 and then Wave 6. Let's kick off on with, with looking at Wave 5. What's getting you excited for the, the new ships? Well, the latest article was about the Nantex, the new Separatist Ace ship. And it's it's very interesting for a bunch of reasons. So for one, it's like an ace coming into the Separatist faction, which is quite cool. They they have Grievous in the Belbalob, which is kind of acey, but he's only I-4. So this is kind of a new thing for the faction. I don't know if you're excited about that, Bob, because you've flown it a bit. Do you think it's something that you could fit in? I enjoyed the, the triple threat list with Darth Maul and Dooku uh, and obviously the belly bump and... The problem with that list was it didn't matter what bid you took, they were, you were always going to run into I6 aces who were going to smash you up. And it was frustrating that CIS was the only faction without an I6 pilot, which I think is is perhaps a reason why the faction as a whole hasn't taken off as, as it might have done, given some of the qualities of the ships. I think players want to look at an exciting ace and, and something they can guarantee with the benefit of a bid uh, is going to move last and it looks like, what's he called? Sunfat is going to fill that slot. Yeah, I think I agree completely. Like, it's quite interesting in that. I think it's going to make the Separatists like a very a good faction. Well, that, they're good now. But, like, so the, their swarm lists are good. Like, the Infiltrator, you know, is at least okay. And they've got, like, good mid, uh, mid-sized kind of ships with Grievous and the Bell Blub. So this kind of they have a bit of everything once this comes out. So it's quite exciting for for separatist players. Well, the more but, interesting thing to me is that dial. It's got I mean, a the great dial. dial. Is nuts! It's got an amazing dial. I mean, it's it's long been a sort of X-wing truth that no ship is good without a good dial, and and there are exceptions here and there. But generally, if you've got a good dial, then you've got a ship that you can really play with. Uh, so it's got hard white one, blue one bank. Hard two white, all the others, other twos are blue. It's got a hard three white, all the other threes are blue. It's got a three sleep, a four forward, a five forward, and a five K. You're not really missing anything there, are you? I mean, a one forward is a one forward, but with the the way that tractor works, even that's not killing you. No, I think like it is, yeah, it's good. It's good, can go slow, it can go fast, it can do all sorts. So one thing we have to talk about if we're going to talk about its style is like its actions and how it kind of moves about. So the ship ability is pinpoint tractor array. So what it says, so we have to mention as well, it has a turret, which is pretty good. So the trick with the turret is you can't point it backwards, but you, so you can point it left, right, or forward. And the pinpoint tractor array is you cannot rotate your turret to the rear, after you execute maneuver, you may gain one tractor token to perform a rotate action. So say, for example, on Sunfac, you can move after everybody else with your bid. You get the tractor token, which lets you move yourself. Uh, so you can barrel roll left or right or do a straight one forward. So essentially like barrel roll or boost and then spin your arc. So you're going to find it very hard not to be able to get shots on things. 
Yeah, I6, that's really nice. Although it's interesting that the only way that you can move your arc is by taking a tractor. Yeah, definitely. And the only the only actions actually on its action bar are focus and evade, which is quite yeah. limited. So it's quite interesting in that it has this kind of weird, wacky ship ability that is potentially very, very strong. But then it also has these limited actions. So uh, it can't get focus or evade, so it's going to be quite flimsy, especially if it's tractoring itself. And the article is pushing targeting computer so that you can throw, uh, you can have target lock in your action bar as well as uh, evade and focus. I'm not sure whether that's a great option. I mean, obviously it's points dependent. If it's only a point, then take a targeting computer. But much more than that, and, and actually that's not what these things are doing. And, and I think Sunfac in particular looks to me to be a, a, a truly classic ace in that he's got a great dial He's got three green dice and he's got a very neat reposition that will enable him to avoid arcs whilst at the same time setting himself up for a shot because he'll take the tractor and perform a turret swivel. Yeah, and his ability as well is after you perform, while you perform a primary attack, if the defender's tractored, roll an additional attack die, which is great, especially once we start discussing about the unique EPT for the Nantex, Ensnare. Ensnare looks amazing. Yeah, so Ensnare basically is choose one ship in your turret arc at the end of the activation phase that is at range not to one and transfer one tractor token to it. So basically, you get a tractor token to spin your turret. You, you use that to reposition into range not to one of something. Then at the end of the activation phase, which if you're some fact is possibly immediately because you're I6, you then can choose to move that onto another ship and barrel roll it somewhere or boost it onto a rock. It seems yeah. incredibly powerful. Yeah, you can, you can absolutely see uh, see yourself using that ability to track yourself into a barrel roll and then get yourself into range one to hand off the tractor token, then tractor that ship into your primary arc. I'd need to look at the at how that worked on the board to see whether or not you could get stuff into your into your bullseye arc. But even so, you still you still got a good shout with the the turret, which is one dice left less. But if you manage to get to range one, that's three dice and it's one less defense dice. That's and it's Sunfac as well, so he's rolling an extra dice if you're tracted. So the synergy so, is kind of off the charts. Yeah. Yeah, that's mad. If you can if you can make that situation happen. It would be amazing. So I think Ensnare is also very relevant to when you talk about the price for these ships. So Sunfac, on his own, to reposition, he has to take a tractor beam token, which reduces agility, and he's, you know, he's going to be able to then focus or evade, but he's going to be quite flimsy, I think. But Ensnare yeah, kind he's... of gets rid of all of that. You know, he's tractoring stuff and all of a sudden he's got all his green dice back. He's got his mod. He's rolling his extra dice. So it's quite interesting. Like, I imagine that it's going to be the case that some fac, you know, it'd be expensive. He's an I6. But in Snare, it may well be something like Supernatural where it scales with uh, initiative. And it could end up being a very expensive talent to take on him. I can't see him being taken without in Snare very often. I mean, Snare is so good that unless they absolutely make it ridiculous, you'd want Ensnare all the time to enable Sunfact to do what Sunfact does because you, you're using Ensnare to trigger his ability. Yeah, 
but you might have some fact being supported by one of the lower initiative ones or something like that yeah you could um and and that might be the the way to do it but then probably you're not not just playing you're not just paying for ensnare you're also paying for another ship that you wouldn't otherwise take maybe yeah um and it's yeah i think it it depends on price but at the moment i'm expecting that there's going to be alt arts with sunfac and ensnare on kicking (laughs) about pretty fast yeah i'm not that impressed by any of the other pilots to be honest like the lower initiative ones have, if you put ensnare on them, they they can be good blockers, right? You get in there, stop something from doing its action, from moving where it wants to go, and then at the end of the activation, you see where you need to line your shots up, and you move it over there. It's potentially quite strong. Well, I think I think it's important not to underestimate how much weight we're attaching to I six on some fag. Um, yeah, at the right. moment, the, ge- the game is definitely separated into I6 and everybody else. And people are taking crazy bids to support their I6 ships at the moment. Some of the, the XTC lists uh, are running close on a 20-point bid, which is nuts. Uh, but that's to, to obviously maximise your, your chances of um, having the initiative choice. And I think it, it's important not to underestimate how vital that is to some fact he really is going to be milking that i6 in a faction where he's he's the only ship at i6 so i think the others all suffer from not being i6 but actually ability wise you know looking at chertek uh, while you perform a primary attack if the defender is tractored you can reroll up to two attack dice the big problem with these guys is that you you're paying extra to take a target lock via the targeting computer but also you've got the double action problem and having a um, double reroll built in to Chertek, that's not a bad ship at all. No, but I4, like you just feel so flimsy. He's like similar in stats to a striker, although with an extra, if he's tractoring himself, like exactly the same as a striker, and that he's got yeah. four hull and two greens. And you don't see the mid-range ace strikers about. Like you occasionally see Duchess as a cheap little pocket ace, but. And I think within the faction, he's competing with Grievous, isn't he? Yeah. For that I four slot. But um... there is like potentially huge. Like if you can get. So stripping away one agility dice with the tractor beam is like it's okay. And like stripping away one green dice without maneuver is okay. But if you're comboing out maneuver Grievous with. You know, attract onto a tractored ship. Like that's a lot of damage you're putting out on yeah. AC things. Yeah. So I mean, there's potential combos there if they're priced right. Yeah, and and I think that's the reason that we we may not see Burwa Crep as well. Uh, I5 after you perform an attack that hits each friendly ship with calculate on its action bar and a lock on the defender may perform a red calculate action. The the issue with him is going to be whether he can take attack relay and provide another attack relay carry option for the cis swarms if he can't you won't see him if he can then it depends on points to see how he competes with grievous Mm. and his ability as well like having to hit is you know lining up your bullseye to get to three attack dice is hard so you're probably going to be shooting two and you might easily miss he doesn't seem that inspiring although double mods are good so don't cut them out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's the holy grail at the moment is a double modded attack. 
Uh, and then I think lastly, Gorgol, who's I2. During the system phase, you gain a disarm token and choose a friendly ship at range one to two. If you do, it gains one tractor token, then it repairs one of its face-up ship trait damage cards. Oof, I'm, I'm not seeing a huge role for that guy. Seems a bit neat. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe if you're running two infiltrators and you're worried about them taking a load of crits, maybe. But they're not so chunky that uh, you're really handicapped by them limping around with a with a ship crit on. Yeah, you know, it's not just, like a, a ghost or or um, a decimator. Yeah, there's kind of two negatives to it as well. Like Gorgol is getting a disarm token, so he's not shooting, and then the ship that's getting repaired gains a tractor token. Although you could do interesting things, I suppose, like chaining tractor tokens across the board in interesting ways. So Gorgol takes his disarm, tractors another ship that say has the pass off uh, a tractor token EPT and that goes away five forward blocks, hands the tractor token off. You know, you can do weird janky stuff with it, but yeah, it seems a bit you might be trying a bit too hard at that point. Well the the ensnare happens at the end of the activation phase, whereas Gorgol is is system phase. So Yeah, so you have to set it up in advance and everything has yeah, to kind of work together. But that's I know, just an idea. I don't see that, yeah, yeah, possible. I'm really looking forward to the ship. I think this is going to make the the faction. I mean, the reality oh. is that as a faction, it hasn't soared. Uh, but I think now we've got I six, it's definitely worth worth looking at. Mm. I mean, part of me is excited, and part of me is slightly scared. Like Sunfak, if he's part of me feels like he's either going to be unplayably bad, like there's going to be some point where his points make up for the fact that he's flimsy and will just die. Where his ability is just unreal, and he can tractor stuff around, and like I kind of feel like I don't necessarily want him to be good. I don't like tractor beam that much. <laughs> as well. it's, um, it's very, it feels think, bad. Yeah, I I feel as if the designers are very much in love with it. Yeah, and the the result is that we're getting a lot of a lot of stuff. So you know, fair enough. I I quite like tractor. Uh, it, it's a, a fun way of, of using quick thinking to outfox your opponent. And it's another fairly complicated branch on the decision tree to explore, which which always makes me quite intrigued. Mm. I suppose now as well, you can just take gas clouds and it's not like there's that much of a hindrance to being moved on to stuff. So, like, tractor isn't what it used to be in that regard. Because, like, getting tractor onto a rock is the big deal. Like, that's why you took tractor, not necessarily reducing agility. But gas clouds oh, aren't yeah. that big a deal. You're almost certainly giving your opponent back their green dice and they're still going to get to shoot. So, I mean, we'll see how it plays out at the table. I don't think it's the end of the world, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I think it's it looks to be quite an extreme mechanic. And either they will point it competitively or they will um, point it so that it's it's very difficult to take anything else and, and it gets handicapped for, for that reason. So a lot to look forward to for me with that. Quick mention of the other things in Wave 5. We've got the wiring expansion for the Republic coming out with the fully covered engine struts. And that's got some fairly interesting 
stuff with damage mitigation. Uh, and yeah, we'll get we'll um we'll get the preview article for that soon, I'd imagine, so we can talk about it when we've got a bit more detail. Yeah, absolutely. We'll come back to that one. And we've got reprints of the Ghost, the Inky, the Sick, and the Dear Old Jumpmaster. So we'll see what they do with with those, if anything. But if they run to form, those are just going to be reboxings. Yeah, definitely. So on to wave six. Yeah, wave six. What have we got coming? So to kind of keep up with the theme of uh, I6 pilots, I think the most interesting ship revealed so far is Major Von Reg's TIE, which is the new uh, FO TIE interceptor. So we talked about this a little bit when it was revealed at Gen Con, but we were kind of squinting at pictures someone had taken through a glass case and we were kind of didn't know what was going on. But now we've got actual spoiler articles released a few weeks ago. And the most interesting thing about this ship, I think, is the ship ability, which is uh, TIE BA interceptor, fine-tuned thrusters, not fine-tuned controls, but fine-tuned thrusters. After you fully execute maneuver, if you are not depleted or restrained, you may gain one deplete or strain token to perform a lock or barrel action. And the first thing that occurs to me with that is... You can focus lock. There's very few things in the game that can focus lock. Yeah. Right? I mean, double mods, as I say, the Holy Grail. Yeah. So I think that's good. I think the fact, so we don't know for sure what deplete is, but essentially it's like, it's almost certainly going to be strained, but for attack dice. So you roll one less. Yeah. Which yeah. isn't that big a deal situationally. And also the fact that he gets to choose if you take a deplete or a strain token is pretty cool. Yes. And his, di his dial is great for ditching them as well. So he's got uh, a blue hard one and a blue one banks. So he's it's somewhat similar to the, the grand inquisitor dial, which is very good. Um, so yeah, it seems strong. And also because of the nature of he's taking a deplete or a strain rather than a stress, in a lot of situations, it's not the end of the world for him to to do a white while he has one of those and maybe do a bit of an unexpected maneuver or still be able to do a red move. So I think he's, yeah. I think he's like really good. Well, obviously points, but looking at it as a, a play concept, where does that leave the silencer? Well, I mean, it's not a bad question. Kylo, I mean, I said, so this guy can focus lock, but Kylo has force and can lock, uh, which is maybe better. But it is weird, right? It's just, it's just it going to be a slightly tankier version of this because it yeah. has more health. But it's certainly, I, mean, I, yeah. I got a little bit frustrated in 1.0 that they didn't reuse the mechanics more often than they did. Uh, for, I mean, for example, the only ship with a, a native cloak, I think, was the um, Phantom, and there was there was the only ship with a, a movable turret was the Lancer class perceived thing with Ketsu, and that it frustrated me a little bit that they didn't use those mechanics across factions and across more ships and and recycle them a little bit more. And looking at the the way that these two ships work in the silencer and the uh, the von reg time they are i think that probably explains why they didn't do it very much in 1.0 because they are too similar to be interesting and they're both competing for the same slot in a lot of lists 
rather than creating new new list building options for us. Yeah, I think that's you know broadly true. Hopefully there'll be things like interesting ship abilities. So one of them, which I can't make out his name, it's EH something, seems to be if you're at range to one of a damage-friendly ship and attacking someone, the the defender can't spend tokens, maybe, which, you know, is cool. Like, it's just kind of, maybe you can build interesting synergy across your list with stuff like the pilot abilities and being able to fit in some cheap bases. But I agree, it is a little... You know, if I was a first order player, which I suppose I do play them occasionally, I'd be a little bit disappointed about how similar it is and how it doesn't really lead to new exciting ways of playing. Yeah, um, I mean, more to be revealed, I guess. Yeah. Okay, um, well, let's just take a very quick run through the rest of Wave 6. Uh, we've got retreads of the Interceptor, the Defender, the A-Wing the houndstooth the reaper which just looks to be exactly the same box uh, but with some of the cards taken out and some quick bills thrown in and and likewise saws renegades is, is back with a u-wing uh, which again looks to be uh, some more 2.0 cards and no 1.0 cards and also the fireball uh, which is the ship from the resistance cartoon yeah and yeah. so the interesting thing we know about this now is that its its ship ability is basically uh, it starts it has six hull but it starts the game with one face down damage card so it starts with the damage and then after you slam you can choose to expose a damage card to be remove your weapons disable token so <laughs> it's quite crazy it's uh <laughs> it's definitely going to be wild. <laughs> I like that. Well, they did say that they wanted to make uh, crits a more important part of the game. Um, with with these ships, that looks like they're achieving their ambition. Um, but it's for a ship that's supposed to be a racing ship in the in the cartoon, because their thing is that they, they do... The dial isn't actually incredible. Uh, all the ones, all the twos, and then uh, it has a three talon and a three hard, which is red, but four forward is red. So actually, it's not hammering its way up the board. It doesn't look like it's a, a ship that's going to find it easy to flank. Well, that's got slam, right? I think that's where that the speed comes in. Yeah, I guess they don't want to they don't want to do too much with a slamming ship. Yeah, and it is interesting in that it's a ship that has a slam and a and a talon. Most ships that can slam can't do those kind of turnaround moves. So black one can, but only once. So it's yeah, it's quite a, a cheeky dial when you take into account that it has the uh, has the slam. I'm and quite interested. Three, three uh, bank followed by three talon. Yeah, Would it gets you in some funky places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. And the other card related to the fireball that we can kind of see now is that we can't see all of it, but the title it looks like probably it lets you choose what card you put face down on your ship at the start of the game. So you can choose a, a card that it doesn't really matter if you expose it to uh, discard your your token. So, you know, you could do something like whichever one is where you take a damage if you go over obstacles. Like, you don't really care about that usually. So just take that one and then you can expose it to your heart's content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's got cheeky stuff with illicit slots and mods, you know, there's that trick you can do where you can pass 
uh, ion tokens off. So you can take the, the crit that ions you and then try and give it away. Potentially. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be a fun combo. Um, I mean, I'm thinking with if it does have an illicit slot, that uh, contraband cybernetics would be really nice. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Because then you could potentially slam a four into a four and make yourself the fastest ship on the board, especially if you barrel rolled at the end. Yeah, I assume it's an advanced slam as well. I'll be good on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would be good. Um, it is, you would need to do that. Yeah. It, it, it is interesting that Resistance have kind of become this faction with loads of weird, janky stuff when the Rebels are just, you know, a little bit boring, maybe. Well, so the Rebels are kind of cool. soldiery, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're kind of, you know, your typical infantry, whereas the Resistance are a, a little bit more um, Heath Robinson sort of wacky stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one as well. I think the Fireball is going to be good fun, uh, especially if it blows itself up quite a lot. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to leave that there. We'll be back on Monday chatting about the Ready Room event, which is happening at Element Games this weekend. We had uh, Will Sheard on a week or two ago to, to chat a little bit about that event. Uh, still tickets available if you want to uh, pop over and join us and play some X-Wing. Until then, it's goodbye from me, Bob D, and goodbye from Colm Brown. Goodbye.